Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. In Missouri, unlike a lot of states, you can't just vote by mail because it makes your life easier. State law contains only six reasons for casting an absentee ballot. Among them, you're traveling out of the county or you're, quote, incapacitated due to illness or disability. Governor Mike Parson has said he doesn't think all this sheltering at home counts as incapacitation. Under his interpretation, elections within the state in June, August, and November would all go forward with in-person voting. The ACLU of Missouri wants to stop that. Working with the Missouri Voter Coalition, it's filed a class action lawsuit. And joining us today to talk about that suit is the organization's legal director. That's Tony Rothard. Tony, welcome to the show. Thank you. So what exactly does Missouri law say about voting when you have an illness or a disability? So um, as you mentioned, Missouri is unlike most states in that you have to have an excuse to vote absentee. Uh, You can't just do it for your own convenience. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, one of those excuses is that if you are incapacitated or confining yourself uh, because of illness, um, that you can vote absentee. And when you vote, uh, when it's because of uh, illness that you're voting absentee, you don't have to have your uh, ballot notarized. So you say confining yourself because of illness. Um, It seems like a lot of us are confining ourselves these days, um, and it's related to illness being out there. So is that enough that we can just all go ahead and request absentee ballots and, and vote from home? Well, it, it should be. Um, some local election authorities have in, interpreted uh, the law that way. St. Louis County, uh, for instance, is, is if you're confining yourself and it's because of illness, then, then you should uh, request an absentee ballot and, and not come on Election Day and, and, and vote in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other election authorities like uh, Jackson County uh, have said, uh, no, that is not a good excuse. The governor has given his opinion that, that it's not a good enough excuse, and the Secretary of State uh, just won't say, leaving it up to local election authorities to decide. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the Secretary of State here. He is the state's chief election officer, and he is deferring to the county boards of elections on this. Were you surprised by that decision? Um, well, a little bit. Uh, it seems like uh, when they needed emergency rules for the voter ID law to go in, into effect, uh uh, Secretary of State Ashcroft was really on top of that and used his uh, his rulemaking authority uh, on an emergency basis to get some rules in place. So um, I'm, I'm surprised that he finds himself, uh, uh, you know, impotent to do anything about about this situation. But um, you know, it presents a real problem because there are more than a hundred local election authorities in Missouri. So you have a risk of. Um, a hundred different interpretations, and, and that really changes, especially when we get to the August and November election. It changes the rules for voters so that people voting in the same election have a different right to vote depending on where they live in the state, and uh, that makes it even worse. So what would be the risk if, say, I'm living in a county where they haven't issued clear guidance on this, I decide to just go for it? You know, some counties are interpreting it this way. I'm just going to cast my absentee ballot. What happens if I make the wrong call on that in in the eyes of the local authorities? Yeah, well, uh, one risk is that your vote wouldn't count. You'd be forfeiting your right to vote. Uh, Another is that uh, you could be prosecuted for a a felony, um, absentee voter fraud, um, you know, 
not getting absentee valid under pretenses that aren't allowed by the law is, is a felony. Okay. And, you know, there, there are more than 100 prosecutors, so it would be in their discretion whether or not to prosecute such cases. And just to make it worse, uh, because it's a voting crime, uh, if you were convicted of that felony, you would lose the right to vote for the rest of your life. So, oh, my. Okay. Uh, so are, there's some, some are, real consequences here. Yeah. Not small stakes. Okay, so you obviously want to head off these kind of consequences. You do not want to see me have my right to vote stripped for the rest of my life or to see me charged with a felony over this. Um, So talk to me about what that means. Um, What are you doing legally to try to get this opened up so everybody can cast these absentee ballots? Uh, we, we brought this case, you know, nice and early, sort of early here in April, uh, so that there's plenty of time to have this issue resolved uh, before um, the August election, for sure, um, before people are requesting absentee ballots. And what we're looking for is for there to be one rule across the state, one interpretation uh, of this illness exception uh, and how it applies uh, in the circumstances that we're all experiencing uh, these these days. So uh, that, that's our main claim in this case is uh, asking the court uh, to tell us in, in light of this uncertainty, what does that exception mean and how does it apply to the fact that uh, most of us are confining ourselves at home to avoid uh, contracting or spreading uh the virus that causes COVID-19. Now, you're suing a number of entities here, including St. Louis City and Jackson County, as well as Secretary Uh of State Ashcroft. Why these particular parties? Um, The the simple answer is that that those defendants are named the local ones because uh, they're the election authorities for for where our plaintiffs are from. Uh, But the reason we're suing the, uh, the state and the Secretary of State is to try to get one court ruling that affects everyone in the state, mm-hmm. so that uh, so that every local election authority, every prosecutor will be bound by the determination that the court eventually makes. Do you think a, a that, state court judge will be likely to issue that sort of ruling that would be that widespread? Y- yes, and, and state court uh, the state court judges in this case is brought in Cole County, which is where the capital is. Uh, they're they're used to being asked to interpret uh, laws and, and say what they mean, uh, and and that's what we're asking for here. And if, if we expect that this would likely be appealed either way, uh, and the Missouri Supreme Court could make a final determination so that all voters will be treated equally across the state. And as you say, you're trying to do this a little bit early. I know there's a big deal election in November everybody's thinking of, but there are elections coming up quite a bit sooner than that. Do you think we can get this sorted out on that statewide level before we get to, I, I believe, June? Um, well, you know, we're, we're going to be asking the court to expedite this as, as quickly as possible. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen about the June election. Uh, the August 4th statewide primary, uh, you start uh, applying for absentee ballots July 22nd. So it's really important to us to have a decision uh, by then. Um, you know, when everyone's in the same jurisdiction voting in a local election, you know, at least they're all it's the same rule for everyone. Mm-hmm. It, it really gets dicey when you're in a statewide election like August and November, where you have uh, different voters operating under different rules, kind of on the whim of their local election authority. Yeah, I mean, if this doesn't get sorted out, um, it seems like there could be a wide spread between voter turnout in a county that allows this sort of thing versus something where they're asking people to have to go out and do this in person when, when so many people are very scared right now. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, if in a county uh, that that's encouraging absentee ballots uh, and absentee voting by mail, uh, there could be a very high turnout. And and in a county where you have to choose uh, between showing up on election day and, and risking that you're going to spread or, or contract, you know, a potentially dead, deadly virus. Uh, or foregoing your right to vote. I mean, you know, a lot of people are just going to choose not to vote. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that will be uh, give very unequal representation in the polling places on Election Day. Now, the flip side of this, though, there's an argument being made against absentee ballots that there could be an increased risk of fraud. And perhaps that's especially um, a possibility in this case, because as you say, if you're doing it for reasons of being incapacitated or confined, you don't need a notary for that. Are you worried that people might take advantage of this to to do some dirty tricks in these very important elections we have coming up. Um, well, you know there was some um, some absentee ballot fraud uh, covered in 2018 in North Carolina. So this is this is a real thing that happens. It, it also uh, happened however, here in St. Louis. You know, I mean, yeah, the Post Dispatch right, right. did stories just a couple years ago about that. Uh, you know, the the Hubbard family and and some shenanigans right. with absentees here. Yes. So, you know, there is a risk, uh, as, as there always is. Uh, I mean, most, uh, all but a dozen states allow no excuse absentee uh, voting. So uh, having it for an, for an excuse is, um, is we're already in a minority of states. Hmm. And even those states that require a reason, uh, other states uh, like Alabama and Delaware and Virginia and Massachusetts have all interpreted their laws to apply uh, to allow people to have an absentee ballot in, in, in this situation. So we must be vigilant against fraud. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that's true. That's always true. And um, there's no reason to believe there would be um, more fraud uh, just because uh, absentee ballots are available in Missouri the way they are in most of the country. We put this to some of our listeners um, in our Facebook group, the St. Louis on the Air Facebook group, and and Sarah said in response, uh, the military has been using vote by mail for decades, um, suggesting that it works for them. Why not us? Brandon also notes, absolutely, it works in other states. One shouldn't have to risk their life in order to vote. Now, Tom emailed us a question, and I'm going to turn this one over to you, Tony, since you're the lawyer. Uh, he writes, do provisions of U.S. constitutional law regarding the right to vote provide a basis for a right to vote by mail during a pandemic. Any thoughts on that question? Well, um, you know, I don't, I don't know <laughs> if the U.S. Constitution does, but one of our claims in this case, not our main claim, uh, but we do have a claim that the Missouri Constitution uh, provides the uh, basis for, for a right to vote by mail. Uh, the Missouri Constitution is even more protective of the right to vote than, than the federal Constitution. Uh, so uh, here, here in Missouri, I, I think it, we do. We do have the right uh, to vote by mail, especially in, in a time like this. So we don't even but, need to consider the U.S. Constitution at this point. You're saying the Missouri Constitution is, is plenty strong on that question. Right. Right. The Missouri Constitution is, is even stronger. Hmm. Uh, but uh, we, we, we don't think we even need that because we think the statute uh, as it's written, um, I, certainly I don't think this is what they had in mind when they were talking about confining yourself because of illness, but it seems to fit uh, just fine. 
We also got an email from Richard Von Glan. He's the policy director with Missouri Jobs with Justice. And, and here's what he wrote. I think Missouri voters are disadvantaged that we are one of only 16 states that do not allow no excuse absentee voting. Voters shouldn't have to explain why they are choosing to vote a certain way. And no excuse absentee voting is a tested and proven method from these 34 other states. The confusion surrounding whether or not you can vote absentee due to illness is unnecessary. If we would instead just adopt this common sense solution as a permanent solution. Um, any thoughts on whether it might make sense to look for a, a change to the law going forward here? Um, it, it, it most certainly does. Uh, the Missouri uh, Voter Protection Coalition, who, who is on the, working on this case with us, has been uh, advocating for years to uh, make uh, voting more accessible in Missouri. Uh, more and more states have uh, gone to allowing no excuse absentee voting or, or vote by mail. And uh, and no state goes back <laughs> once voters get a taste of being able to mm-hmm. vote by mail. Um, you know, it, they become all all mail in elections like we have in Washington and Oregon and Colorado uh, because it it just makes sense. Uh, it's easier for voters. It's easier for election authorities, and it really encourages people to participate in democracy. Well, it'll be interesting to see if there's any sort of movement, uh, if that movement continues to grow to make that happen here. Um, But for now, we're going to keep an eye on this lawsuit, and we may have to have you back to talk about this as it continues to sort out. So, Tony Rother, thank you so much for joining us today. Okay, thank you for having me. And Tony, again, is the legal director for the ACLU of Missouri. And just one note, tomorrow, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft will be joining us. He'll be on at the top of the hour, and he's going to explain his reasoning on this. So you might want to tune in then, especially if you have questions for him. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.